So you may know them from the famous festivals in Washington, D.C., or the slightly less famous but equally loved Pathway from Lopata to the East End. However you've come to know them, you've probably seen their beautiful flowers. Today, we're chatting about cherry trees. Hi guys, and welcome to Branching Out. This is the podcast for getting to know our green neighbors one tree at a time. I'm Faith. I'm Ivy. I'm Kim. And today, you know it, you guessed it, we're talking about cherry trees. Just to kick it off, what do we have on campus? So here we have the Yoshino cherry, also known as the Japanese flowering cherry, and the Kwanzaa variety. The main difference between these two are the flowers. The Yoshino cherry has the usual number of white petals, about five, and the Kwanzaa cherry has flowers with a lot more petals, and they are bright pink in color. The Kwanzaa variety also blooms a little earlier than the Yoshino. A couple distinguishing factors of cherries are their flowers. So despite differences in petal number or the shade of pink, they always tend to grow in clusters with each flower stalk emerging from one central point. They also have long slender stamens that poke up from the flowers that give it a kind of wispy appearance. There's also a super easy general tip to identify a cherry tree, not just the ones that we have on campus. Just look at the bark. So cherry bark is very warty, and the warts form horizontal lines. So if you see a tree with horizontal warty segments that are on otherwise smooth gray bark, it's most likely a cherry. So the more you see it, the more you'll be able to distinguish it from other trees. Yeah, and it's it's pretty obvious. Like, once you get to know it, it's like, oh, that's a cherry. I don't know what type, but it's (laughs) a cherry. And that's a good first step, guys. A little bit about the history and native range of cherries. They actually originated in the Himalayan mountains of China. And then during the Tang Dynasty, which was a long time ago, they made their way to Japan. And these trees have held kind of a significance in Chinese and Japanese cultures for thousands of years. A lot of prominent royal gardens used to show off their gorgeous cherry trees, which makes sense since these trees kind of have an illustrious appearance. Additionally, in Japan in particular, there's a rich history of celebrating the cherry trees and particularly the cherry blossoms because they symbolize spring, but they also symbolize this kind of fleeting nature of life and how it's beautiful but brief and complicated. So there's a lot of... so deep. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I know. Very profound. I didn't know cherries had this much... I guess so. So we need to appreciate them for their fleeting but beautiful nature more often. (laughs) Couldn't have said it better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it makes sense because the blossoms are spectacular, yeah. but they don't they're there for long, like yeah. a few days and then they're gone. Pretty cool. And then sweet cherries, which is not the cherries that we're talking about, but they are the cherries that you get at the grocery store. They actually also originated in China between the Black and Caspian Seas. And then seeds were brought over to Europe, probably by birds. They don't really know, but they're thinking it was birds because birds fly and they like <laughs> seeds. And then the Greeks were actually the first to cultivate sweet cherries many, many centuries ago. I don't think birds could have done it. Really? No. Who do you think did it? Mm. The Silk Road? (laughs) A very fast little bunny that ran across the ocean. Okay, it's a water-hopping bunny and the Silk Road. I don't know. I just feel like China to here, it's kind of a long... For a oh, bird, right? I can't, no, I, I, don't, I don't think. Sorry, not to attack you, Ivy. <laughs> no, it's not attacking me. Attack you'd the have to like internet. hold 
hold the seeds in his mouth. I mean, I'm it sure doesn't right. make a lot of sense, but like seed dispersal is a thing yeah. that happens. But yeah. it's usually within island the same hopping. True, is a thing. But it, it's usually like within the same general region. It seems like a far distance. So we'll we'll critique that piece yeah. of evidence there. S- still up for scholarly debate. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the cherries that we are talking about, not the sweet cherries that are up for debate, um, but the other cherries. They were actually not brought to America until 1909, which seems really late to me. Yeah. And I feel like there's so much culture around cherry trees here, specifically in Washington, D.C., with the cherry festival, but it didn't exist until the 20th century. So we're a little bit young in the festival. Pretty sure, like, the Washington, D.C. Cherry Festival was supposed to represent, like, peace between the United States and Japan or something like that. Like, that's what I was getting a lot when I was looking it up. Like, it's like a ceremonial thing. That would make sense. Either way, I'm happy that they're here because I get to look at their delightful blossoms as I walk past to my classes. And they smell so good, too, sometimes. A little sweet. Yes, just, like, the slightest bit of sweetness. Ivy was being pretty poetic earlier, and if you look up a picture of a cherry tree, it's just begging you to write a poem about it. They're graceful, soft, ethereal, like a goddess in tree form. You're being pretty poetic about it, too. I'm telling you, it's the cherry trees. But the cherry trees that we have on campus are a little smaller. If you specifically look up the Yoshino cherry, you get a slightly different vibe. At first, I was thinking punk rocker with pink hair, (laughs) but I think they're more like fairies, gracing your walk to class with a slight smile. I'd go so far as to say that these are the prom queens of trees. Interesting. Okay. They're definitely going to be on a float in the Valentine's Day parade throwing you candy hearts. So Yoshida cherries are one of the most popular cherry cultivars because of their beautiful color. ArborDay.org describes a Yoshida cherry as the darling of the flowering tree world. Which is just funny to the me. The darling of the flowering tree world. So thousands <laughs> of people gather each year to view the trees at cherry blossom festivals. The trees are actually in their peak bloom in Washington, D.C. right now, a couple of weeks earlier than they used to be. According to Nature, cherry trees have been blooming earlier than they have in over 1,000 years. This represents a larger trend of phenological shift due to climate change. Yeah. Yeah, it's true here on campus, too. Like last year, they blossomed after spring break. Mm -hmm. And then this year, they blossomed a week before we left for spring break. So that's a two-week difference. That's kind of really, like, fast in tree time. Like, a big two-week jump. That was more just the weather's been wonky here because now it's freezing again. It's always wonky here. Yeah, it's always <laughs> yeah, but that's, wonky. That, that's how it gets but, you. It gets warmer earlier and then it kills everything. Right. Yeah. It's terrible. And then you don't have good blossoms for the next year or whatever it is. But it just makes when it does come out really nice and pretty, you're just like, so God. true. So true. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'd end off on a sour note. Well, to change that sour note to something sweet, <laughs> eat some cherries today, you guys. The sweet supermarket ones, of course. And give thanks to all the cherry trees that bless us with their delicious fruit, beautiful flowers, and amazing fragrance. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. I'm Faith. I'm Ivy. And I'm Cam. And this is Branching Out. <laughs>